0: And I went and took BEC kind of thinking I might fail this exam. I studied about half the time I studied for the others. I was like, but you know, I stuck to the super fast method. So maybe, maybe it'll work out. And I left, I thought I failed. I was like, oh, bombed it. Totally, totally going to have to retake that. And I made a 90. So it was like (laughs) 91. I made a 91. That was actually my highest grade. And I was like, well, okay, I guess this method works.
1: Welcome to episode 47 of the CPA Exam Experience podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and in today's interview, you're going to hear me talk with Paige. Paige has a ton of good tips to share in this interview. A lot of just really good ideas that you'll be able to apply to your own study process. She is someone who passed all four on her first try, and so she, well, you'll hear her describe the whole process. Again, it's another example of somebody putting in an inordinate amount of work on their first section and then as they, as they really start to understand what parts of the study process have a big payoff and then what parts of it maybe aren't that valuable, they're able to spend you know less time studying as they go section to section. So there's just a lot of good insights you'll get from this interview. Now, Paige's interview presents a, an interesting contrast because she passed her first two sections before she had heard of superfast CPA and she passed with really high scores. thing was she was spending every spare second and you know viewed the study process as, if I'm going to be able to pass these exams, it's going to require that I spend every extra waking minute outside of my job like literally sitting in front of my review course. So that's how she she treated the study process on her first two exams. And like I said, she passed and she got high scores. But she was making the study process so intense that she wondered maybe there is a more efficient way to do this where I'm not having to kill myself to study every spare second that I have. She wasn't going out on weekends, doing anything straight home from work, uh straight to the study process just really was spending every spare minute studying in front of her review course and so at some point she came across one of these exact episodes of our podcast and got introduced to the uh ideas that we talk about all the time so anyways the thing i wanted to point out with that is you know she obviously did very well her first on her first two sections and she didn't have our strategies or anything. And, uh, you know, I've never claimed that every single CPA candidate out there needs to have super fast CPA in order to pass, because that's obviously not true. But I think what it does point out, uh, which would lead us to the second part of her story, where she adopted our approach, started using our study tools throughout the day, and she took the Study process as as far as the main study sessions or her main study sessions in front of her review course, I don't want to say she took it less seriously, but she spent way less time doing it. And she pretty much matched her same scores on the next, on the last two sections. So the thing that I want to point out though is going back to her first two sections, she put in so much time and effort and she passed, which is great. And, And so If you're putting in every spare minute you have and making the study process, you know, the most all-consuming thing in your life at that time, that's great if you're passing. What happens though to a lot of people that are doing that, you have people that are dedicated, they're putting in that much time and effort, and they just, for whatever reason, they're just missing a few things, a few key elements in their study process to where it just doesn't translate on test day. And they fail their sections, that's very demoralizing and very unmotivating because if you really feel like you've done all you could do, but you fail your section, what are you supposed to think at that point? You know, I've put in as much time and effort as I possibly could have besides doing my job and I'm still failing these exams. And so that is why having a study process that includes all the key elements or the key ingredients, as I always say, is so important. You need to know that what you're doing is working because the last thing that you want to do is put, be putting in a hundred percent effort all your spare time into studying and unbeknownst to you, you're just missing a few of the small tweaks that would make it really actually work. and and you're missing your, your passing scores on test day. That's kind of the worst case scenario I think because that quickly leads to burnout. Again, if you're feeling like you're putting in as much effort as you possibly could, what are you supposed to think if you keep getting failing scores? And so that is why our pro course is so helpful to people because it walks you through the key ingredients, the key elements that a study process needs to have how to know you're on track, how to move through new material quickly, how to have that retention component built into the daily process so that you're continually getting better at everything you're learning instead of slowly forgetting it, which in, an, in other words means you're wasting a lot of time if you're learning something up front but slowly forgetting it over the next few weeks. So anyways, the best place to start for that is one of our free one-hour trainings where even on that training, we walk through the six key ingredients that your study process needs to have to make sure that it's going to translate on test day. So we cover that on these free trainings. It's a one-hour training. It will honestly save you months and months of time from making these mistakes. And again, on the second part of this interview with Paige, you will hear how adopting these strategies can make you just give you a lot more breathing room, if you want to think of it that way. Just makes the study process a lot less intense and the time you do spend is just so much more efficient and more effective. So go to our homepage at superfastcpa.com. It's the main thing at the top of the homepage. Click on that, choose an upcoming time, register and uh, watch the one hour session. And I will say if you're watching for 10 or 20 minutes, if it's not immediately making sense to you, that's kind of my my challenge or my guarantee. Like I'm telling you, you will have light bulbs going off and you'll think, okay, this really makes a lot of sense compared to what I've been trying to do. So with that being said, watch one of those sessions. You'll find it incredibly helpful. And for now, let's get into this interview with Paige. So how long have you... Uh, how long have you been out of school or how long you've been working in your career already?
0: Um, I graduated in May with my master's in accounting. Um, so pretty fresh, almost a, almost seven or eight, or maybe oh, it's like okay. nine. So yeah,
1: you're just, so I, 2020, you, you're, so you're just barely out of school?
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. I've been okay. the same company since um, October of 2019. So I interned for them and then I got a full-time job there, so... But, um, yeah, I graduated in May, um, you know, didn't have a graduation, didn't do any of that kind of stuff. So it was pretty, for me, it was just pretty easy just to, you know, start as soon as I got done, try to start studying and knock this out while there was nothing else to do. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess that's one good thing of, that's what several people have mentioned. Uh, 2020 was a good year to do it.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. I, um, yeah, I graduated in May and then the paperwork took about twice as long because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I, that until end of July is when I took my first exam. So.
1: Yeah. I was looking back and we had sent several emails back and forth. Yeah. I get, I didn't realize that, but I always like, look when I'm going to do one of these interviews, I'm like, okay, how much have I, I don't know what, what did, what well, the, advice did I give them or what, yeah. If I had any previous interactions, we sent several emails back and forth. It looks like.
0: Yes. Yeah, definitely. I, um, I had like a really, like a lot of people had heard about you more at the beginning, but I actually discovered super fast CPA driving to my second exam. So I, where I'm from, the closest testing center is like an hour and 45 minutes away. Okay. So I drive down, get a hotel room and stay the night just because I like to test in the mornings. And Mm -hmm. uh, I was driving there and I was like, man, I wish there was just something I could listen to to get me in a good headspace. And so I just went on Spotify and I found this podcast. And I was like, oh my goodness, this guy has some like awesome tips. (laughs) Uh I really like um, what he's saying. That makes a lot more sense to me. And it was like super encouraging the night before I took Reg. So after that, I became an avid listener. I think I listened to every single podcast. You know, I really was disappointed with my review course that they didn't have a audio notes. I was like, man, I wish I could just listen to when I'm, you know, grocery shopping, you know, going on a walk that I can just, you know, get some basic information in while I'm, going about my day. So once I found this, I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's what I need. So yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. yeah. The, uh, what month would that have been? Like, did you say June? Well, no. my
0: first, I took audit first. I took that end of July, July 28th, I think. And then, um, I took reg second and so gotcha. it was reg. Like, I think that was September 1st.
1: Okay. Okay. So. Now, I think we started the, uh, we started the podcast last year in May. I'm listening to something like all the time, audio books, audio is such a good, because you can do other things like while you're doing it. Right. So yeah, the, uh, the audio, it just makes sense to be, like you said, always listening to something, exposing yourself to, you know, if you're going to try attempt these exams, you might as well just as much extra time as you can do, you know, just helps you get to the point faster that you can pass. So yeah, Yeah.
0: exactly. The funny thing is after I discovered you and I saw your, I got my notes from you. I think I started with BEC. I just got the BEC bundle because I was taking BEC third. I saw your notes and I was like, man, these look so familiar. Where have I seen these? And sure enough, one of the forums had like put out your notes. And I'd use them religiously for audit, not knowing what they were. Oh, at really? all. Yes. Then I passed audit it was the night before I stumbled upon some form of your notes. And there's a bunch of stuff that was not covered in my review course. I read that the night before, and that was like 70% of my test. I was like, that is crazy. Thank goodness. <laughs> this. So I was like, I'm definitely buying the bundle now because now I feel like I've stolen from this guy. <laughs> accident. So. That's
1: funny. Well, no yeah. worries. Yeah. And those were probably, uh, because of that, cause we've been doing that for a while. Those were probably like kind of old notes or I don't know, but, but still audit hasn't changed much in the last few years. No. So it's yeah. about right. Yeah. Yep. So
0: that's why I took audit first. Um, uh, I was under the impression they were changing it in October mm-hmm. and then when with- they pushed back that deadline. So I think now it's July of this yeah. year. Yeah, And so I took my test. So not in the order I wanted to, which, which was, um, it was okay, but I, I definitely wish I would have taken maybe FAR first instead yeah. of that was a, FAR was a hard one to end on. So yeah.
1: yeah, that's, uh, that's true. Well, let's just start at the beginning. So you graduate Perfect. and then you just started your study process. You pick a review course and you just, start going through the lessons, I'm guessing?
0: Well, yeah, I um, didn't actually pick my review course. I got it for free. I was the Becker campus ambassador. So okay. I, I had the, pretty much was known as the top review course for free. So I was like, yep, that's, that's yeah. what I'm doing. And I don't work for an accounting firm. So I didn't have somebody to pay for my review course or my tests for me. So yeah, I didn't start studying until all the paperwork went through. And that took quite a while, trying to go get an appointment to get fingerprinted and, you know, get all the paperwork sent in. It was very delayed. And I was like, I don't know how long this is going to take. So I don't want to be ready for my exam and then yeah. not be able to take it. So I just kind of, you know, took it easy for probably about a month through the month of June, got my information, probably started studying July 1st-ish for um, audit because I'd, I was under the impression it was it was changing. And so, yeah, I studied for audit just the normal way. I did every single SIM, every single multiple choice. I hmm. watched every single lecture video. I pretty much did everything possible and had absolutely no life for a month. Yeah. And um, I took audit about a month later, a month and a half later and made a 90. So I was extremely shocked. By my score. And so I was like, man, okay, this is what you have to do. You have to go and do every single little thing in the software like mm-hmm. a good grade. And um, I'm a big note taker. So I mean, I just filled up binders and binders and notes and oh my gosh. Um, so I put in a ton of effort in that first exam. It was Probably the most I've studied, the longest, the hardest I've studied for an exam. And it definitely paid off. I passed, but I pretty much didn't do anything else. And off some extra time at work, trying to make sure I, I was ready just because I didn't know what to expect. And then I started studying for REG, I had to wait a month for my audit score because I realized they started doing the testing window thing. And so I was like, oh man, I need to start scheduling my tests where I'm not waiting a month to get my results. Mm-hmm. So I knew I, I was waiting a month for audit. I left and I felt pretty good about it when I left. So I was like, okay, I feel comfortable starting to study for REG because I work for uh, in an industry. So October was our, our big budget season. So I knew I was going to be super busy. So I was kind of under the impression I can't get far done before then because it's a six week to eight week study period. So I'll try to do reg because I've worked in tax before. So I think that will be an easier test for me. And it definitely wasn't, it was a lot different than doing individual taxes. Yeah. (laughs) um, I started studying for reg, and I kind of did the same thing again, except I was way more intensive on the sims. like I only studied sims. like I would do sims over and over and over again, trying to understand the concept, and that took a lot of time. yeah so and I'm like taking tons and tons of time trying to study and like on the weekends, I would study like eight to ten hours, just like. Crazy amounts of studying, trying to get it done and get through all those multiple choice questions and all of the Sims and then also watch all the lectures. So again, I'm taking tons and tons of time and I get into the test and I, I felt pretty terrible when I left. I was like, oh my, (laughs) that was horrible. I was like, I, I probably failed that. Like, I just really thought I failed. And then sure enough, I get an 86 and I'm like, okay. There's a four point difference. And I felt completely different between these two exams. And that was when I discovered super fast CPA. And I was like, man, okay, I'm going to try to do that method for BEC because I'm going to be in busy season. I'm not going to have time to study as much as I have been. I'm going to be super busy at work, working late nights. And I, and I was, I got super busy at work. And Mm -hmm. so I pretty much picked up your whole study set, like your method. I started studying in the mornings before work, just a couple hours and pretty much only doing multiple choice. Yeah. not. I, I pretty much cut out SIMS completely. I did not practice a single written communication. And I think I got through the material in four weeks working overtime. So mm-hmm. I don't know how it happened. I I was not comfortable with BEC's material in comparison to audit or reg, all those formulas totally overwhelmed me. And so I was just like, well, I just got to keep doing multiple choice questions and see if I can get through this. And I went and took BEC kind of thinking I might fail this exam. I studied about half the time I studied for the others. I was like, but, you know, I stuck to the super fast method. So maybe, maybe it'll work out. And I left, I thought I failed. I was like, oh, bombed it. Totally, totally going to have to retake that and I made a 90. So it was like <laughs> I made a 91. I made a 91. That was actually my highest grade. And I was like, well, okay, I guess this method works because I studied about half the time and made the highest grade out of the three I've taken so far.
1: That's awesome. So yeah. you didn't, uh, you didn't fail BC at all. Cause when no. I was looking through the emails, I thought you were saying, uh, maybe you just, maybe you had emailed me and just said, I'm kind of freaking out.
0: I, I said, I am a hundred percent sure I failed this exam. How should I oh. start re like restudying to take it again?
1: Gotcha. For- so you were saying between when you found out your score.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. I, I, okay.
0: I, like, okay. How do I start studying for a retake? Like yeah. I was mentally prepared for that. Um, you know, you can kind of see people talk about what they say is typically on an exam. mm-hmm. Every single one of my exams, I had the exact opposite of what everybody said is typically on an exam. Like, so I know I can't discuss like what's on exams or anything, So, Uh,
1: but
0: be like, what is the typical things that are on it? And then you took what I got. It's like, I was like, what are these questions? I had the Mm -hmm. greatest BEC questions ever. Like it, I don't even think studying more could have prepared me. For those yeah. questions. So I really thought I was like, okay, I guess I I guess I failed this one. I everyone fails at least once. That's what I kind of thought. So I was like, well, I'll just have to retake BC, especially with how busy I was at work. I was like, okay, it's kind of justified that I yeah, maybe and then it was my highest grade. So I guess I overreacted. Nice. Yeah. And then yeah, I yeah. Go
1: ahead.
0: Oh, sorry. And then I took far and that was. I mean, that was right during Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then my company acquired another company. So then I'm doing an acquisition and I was working until 11 or 12 every night, you know, crazy busy, you know, and then I had my family wanting to spend time with me. And so I was like, I'm doing horrible at studying right now. I'm pretty much, I did no videos, no Sims. I didn't even do all the multiple choice. I just did as much. (laughs) as I could basically. Uh-huh. And my NTS was for a certain day. I took it on the last day of my notice to schedule. I didn't finish the last two chapters in Becker, which was government. I didn't, I didn't even get to them. I just did some multiple choice out of there. And I took a, you know, a little practice, practice exam the night before, just like 20 questions and made like a 40. And I was like, oh man, this is going to be a rough, this is going to be a rough <laughs> and i went in and i was like okay i was like wait that was not as bad as my questions i had last night i had hardly any of the stuff i didn't prepare as well for and i think i just got pretty lucky i ended up making an 81 on nice. yeah and i studied probably in total i it said on there like it gives you your percentage of what you did of each chapter mm-hmm. and it said I did 60% of the material. Oh, and wow. that's true because I would skip through the lectures to make me feel a little bit better about my progress. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more like 50% of the material, but I used your notes like religiously, read your notes, um, listened to the audios all the time and did multiple choice. that I that was enough to put me over the edge for passing on that last exam. So I was very thankful for having your program for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I appreciate you saying that. That's cool. Uh, So you did go, and I'm just remembering now on the one email you, so you did go four for four, you passed. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yep. All on the first try, I would tell myself if I passed, I could buy myself something worth the cost it would take to retake it.
1: Yeah, definitely. (laughs)
0: Like, Oh, you don't have to pay $300 again. So you can go, go shopping this weekend or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely included some little rewards to help me get through that process. And it was definitely a long six to seven months of, of studying for sure.
1: But yeah, that's the nice thing about, uh, the two hours in the morning and focusing on what you're going to be doing on test day. That sounds so obvious. But that's a huge distinction from like, you know, trying to really, I think what most people try to do is they watch a video lecture and you end up having to watch it like two or three times for you to feel like, okay, I really understood what was in that video lecture. And that just takes a lot of time to to do that on every single video lecture. Whereas it is, I mean, it's basically, I guess, a shortcut really to go straight into the questions. That's what you're going to see on test day. So you really can't spend like less time, you know, like you're saying.
0: Yeah. I, um, I would even sometimes get tired of just doing multiple choice. I'm a big, I learn really well by writing. And so I would make these like intensive study sheets for each section and try to just truly understand the material and say, okay, I figured this out and then figure it out in how they're asking the questions because there's a bunch of material that they give you, but they're never going to ask you a question on that. Mm -hmm. So you really liked how you set up your notes on the main topics, because if you truly understand those big picture items and you know how they can ask that in a multiple choice question or even a sim, you're going to be way more prepared than somebody who's watched hours and hours of videos, but didn't take the time to practice it and learn it. It's definitely a different way of studying than probably what a lot of people are used to.
1: Yeah. So how did you, uh, your first two, when you said you were studying so much, how many hours a day were you trying to like sit in front of your review course? Let's say on the on the first one, um, audit.
0: Oh my goodness. Pretty much every second that I could, every second I wasn't in work, I was doing multiple choice questions, watching lectures. I would go, if I'd go out to eat, I would do flashcards on my phone. It was constant. Like I made it my life. Mm-hmm. I I was just, I felt super, you know, overwhelmed with the materials. Like this is so much I have to have memorized. And, you know, before you take your first exam, you don't really know what to expect. Yeah. And so I, did, I overstudied for audit. Yeah, I would probably study weekdays, four hours a day. And then my entire Saturday, Sunday studying. So, I mean, just little breaks, you know, go to the gym or eat. And that was pretty (laughs) much, those were pretty much my, or sleep. Those were my, those were pretty much my only breaks. So I was very intense for my first test. Like I would have, my friends would come over and I'd be like, you guys can all hang out. I'm just going to be in the other room studying. So it, yeah, that's, by the end, it was a totally different experience. I, you know, would get stuff done before work and I wouldn't stress about it as much. I'm like, yeah, you know, I have to have some breaks. And so I, I definitely relaxed a lot by the last two after I got your method down and realized I don't have to fully be consumed
1: with mm-hmm.
0: my skill to pass it in a month. So. That's
1: yeah. pretty- well, and so I guess, like two things on that, obviously, and you scored really well. So like that process can work. I think the issue is like, it's a sustainability thing. Like, yes. cause you're spending all your time. It's very mentally heavy to go straight to work. And then all your extra time is just studying. And then right. there are people that do that and they'll, they'll fail their section though. You know, mm-hmm. there are people putting in that kind of time and that's when it becomes, people are really start to think like, why am I doing this? Like I, and that's when people like give up, you know, if they're putting in that kind of work, they're just missing some things in their process. And so it doesn't translate on test day. So yeah,
0: one thing I kind of did that. You always talk about is like kind of making it your life for a shorter period of time. Um, I was in a random like seminar for college and this lady was like, I crammed for all of my CPA exams and I passed them. And I was like, yeah, I mean, in college, I don't spend two months studying for one test. I would Mm. really push myself the week before the exam, you know, take the steps to learn the material. And then a week before really, really hone in on the stuff that I don't understand. And I kind of went with that same approach for pretty much the entire time I studied, I would not take longer than maybe six weeks on an exam. So, and Breaks between were just me waiting on scores. The second I'd get my score, like, okay, I'm start. I would I would set my exam date the day I got my passing score. I would set the next one and say, okay, that's when I'm going to be ready for this next exam. And I and that would really push me to. I feel like if it's a shorter time period, you can remember things better than if you yeah out over the span of three months. But that's just me personally. I I found if I condensed it into a month, that month was terrible, but. I feel like I had a better chance of recalling information when it came time for the exam.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's just easier, not easier. You feel a more, a bigger sense of pressure so that you take every day serious. And, and, you know, if you have three months, it's easy to be like, well, I still have two and a half months. Today's gone to hell. I'm not going to study or whatever. And then yeah, shorter time periods, I just think work better for Thirty different reasons. Um, So after your second exam, you know, and you started using our study tools and studying in the morning for just the two hours, what did a typical day of studying look like? Like from start to finish, you did your two hour session. And then how did you use the the study tools during the day? Just what did a day look like after that?
0: So Probably for BEC is probably one of my better examples. I was probably the one that I used your um, method the, the way that you that you explained it probably the most accurately. I would get up in the morning and I would go work out before I started studying because I could not make myself wake up unless I had somewhere to be. Yeah. So work out at either five or six in the morning, get back by either six or seven and then study until work. So I tell my work, I'm going to start at nine so I can study. And then I will work past five o'clock. So that way I can um, make sure I get my study session in before the day starts. And so then when I would be doing, you know, like basic journal entries that require a lot of data entry or, you know, things that take a lot of time, but they don't require me to think super hard. I would turn on either one of your podcasts, especially if I needed extra motivation to get through. (laughs) Or I would turn on the audio notes and just let it play while I was working. So I'd be, you know, working and listen to a little bit of audio notes and then, you know, take a break. And then after work, I would, um, if I felt up to it, I would try to study some more because I'm like, okay, if I can study more now, I can maybe give myself a break on a different day. Mm -hmm. So I would pretty much study as much as I had time for, but most evenings I didn't study as much as I wanted to. Um, It was mostly in the morning. I found if I just woke up and got it done first thing in the morning, um, I felt a lot better going into the rest of my day. And, you know, especially at work too, when you're at work and you're thinking about how much you have to do when you get off work, you're not as productive. So I would find starting my day early, being productive at work would sometimes give me extra time in the evening to actually study more, or it would give me the motivation to study more. I'm like, man, I already got two chapters done today. I'm going to get two more done because I'm already ahead. And so, but really, I would really start pushing myself when it would get closer to the deadline because I'm like, I have to take this test in two weeks and I have two more chapters I have to learn. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> once it kind of got to that point, I'd probably. Start picking up and doing maybe even more than just the two hours in the morning. Yeah. But I was a really big fan of studying on the weekends. I like just waking up first thing and make coffee and study as much time as I could on Saturday morning and be like, oh, I could get double the study session in right. on the weekends, times even triple if I'm really not that busy that weekend. And so I could really use that time to catch up and and not have work looming in the background. So yeah. it was I definitely utilized my weekends. And sometimes when I was cooking, I would have your audio notes on. If I wanted to go for a walk, I would have my headphones in and listen to the audio notes, which of course nobody wants to do that when you can listen I to know. music. Right. Just, <laughs> is this is it worth it to have to take this test again. Like how much it's like, this pain is temporary, but your CPA is forever, you know,
1: correct. <laughs> Got to yeah. Just
0: push through it. And there are definitely times I had to say no to a lot of things, but it, it was definitely worth it to finally be done.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. for sure. Uh, and when did you, you mentioned the review notes, when did you, did you just kind of read those throughout the day or when did you uh, use those?
0: I would use the review notes like yeah I would read them throughout the day but at the end when I finished my all the material mm-hmm. I would start with the very first chapter I had a massive final review I was a okay. real fan of the of doing a big final review studying and relearning everything I'd learned because I'm I felt like I would forget things so if I would put it all at once at the end I felt like it was super fresh um yep. when I t- am. Yeah. So I would pretty much start chapter by chapter and take your notes, the outlines and any additional notes I could kind of find on the internet. Mm-hmm. I like to steal other people's notes. So I didn't have to yeah. think of it. All. And uh, I would combine them into pretty much one massive study book. So I would get plain paper and I would put chapter one, part one, and then just fill it up with information that I needed, felt like I really needed to know for the exam. And so that would probably take me four days of pretty much just nonstop writing. I lost feeling in my thumb on three different occasions (laughs) For
2: like,
0: (laughs) by the time I was done writing. And so I would just rewrite it all. And then in between that, I would do multiple choice questions, like your set of 30 that you Mm -hmm. talked about. That was like my, it was the perfect amount of multiple choice questions that I didn't feel overwhelmed. But yeah. I was picking up on what I was missing. So, okay. yeah, so I definitely rewrite everything start to finish and then start doing multiple choice questions throughout the day. And, um, yeah, so I definitely the rewriting for me helps me because I guess that's just how I learn. And I, I knew I've always been a big note taker. So, I knew that I always feel like how you studied and succeeded in college is probably how you're going to succeed when you study for the CPA exam. So you just have to know know your study habits and what works for you. But I really liked a lot of the like 30 minute quizzes and getting up early. Just a lot of things that you don't really think about that really help you come up with a habit for studying for long-term, not just a week before a final exam in college. So definitely it's important. Yeah.
1: So that was my next question is how you did a final review. So it sounds like you basically saved a week. Is that, or just four or five days?
0: I would say actually closer to like 10 days. So I would fly through the material, like just see like how fast can I finish all of the chapters? And, um, so actually for far, um, since I didn't, I, I had about 10 days left and I hadn't finished about two and a half chapters. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I'm just going to start my final review and um, just do a final review for those last two chapters and include those multiple choice, the set of 30. So I didn't even do choice questions for my last exam, which I was like, this is supposed to be the hardest one and I'm doing the least (laughs) amount of work. but. Yes. Yeah, so I would include those 30 minute sessions and just try to hone in on what I was missing and what, how the examiners are going to ask the question yeah. and the notes that would work for those exam questions. And it, it just really worked for me. I, but of course everybody learns differently, but yeah, I definitely liked to have a longer final review personally. Okay. I feel like it really got me in the right headspace for the exam yeah. I was like my life for the next 10 days. Like this is we're going to take this and we're going to pass. And for me, I've always been kind of a crammer. So that really helped me a lot. Feel like I had everything kind of in the top of my head, ready to go for the exam. Yeah. And another thing I stopped doing after I did super fast CPA is I stopped taking mock exams.
1: Like the full um, four hour thing.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I took it, I'm really glad I took it before my first exam, you know, just to get a feel of how, how much time I would have, but pretty much like, like you said, if you can answer the multiple choice questions quickly, then you'll have tons of extra time for the sims. So yeah, I never had a time issue when I was taking my exams, maybe a little bit for BEC just because I didn't practice a single written communication. I wasn't sure how much time I was going to need. So, when I was on that last sim, I was like, man, I need to I need to finish this so I can start the written communication. And then then I had about 45 minutes left after I finished my written communication. So, I was like, man, I should have timed this one a little bit better. But yeah, for audit, I took all three mock exams. For Breg, which is my second, I took two. For BEC, I, I took the multiple choice questions because <laughs> they were sets of 30. So, I was like, oh, I'll mm-hmm. take As my mock exam, I didn't do any simulations. And then FAR, I definitely didn't take any mock exams. I went through the multiple choice questions, kind of, and then just read the answers. (laughs) So, yeah, my mock exams definitely decreased as I realized how to take the exams. It was more important for me that I spent four hours studying Mm -hmm. than for an exam that I'd already taken two or three times. So...
1: Yeah. And that's, uh, that's another thing I've noticed doing all these interviews is, uh, people's as they're, as they just kind of figure this out, you know, whether they're implementing our strategy specifically or not, but once as people just start passing their exams, they spend like less time studying, not like no time, obviously, but you just get much more efficient at what you're doing. And so, yeah, it's kind of the same idea. You just get good at what you're doing. So you, uh, you can spend less time.
0: Yeah. Maybe that was a perk for me, not taking far first, you know, even though everyone's like, Oh yeah, take the hardest one first, take the hardest one first. And I, for me, audit was probably the easiest one for me, which is surprising because I've never worked in audit or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It definitely was one that made the most sense to me. And I would just gotten out of that class in college. So all the information was kind of fresh from, from college. And so I think if, if I had made mistakes in my first time studying, it was okay because that was one of the easier exams for me. Mm -hmm. So maybe saving the hardest for last really saved me more time than, than had I done it first. Um, definitely when I was studying for far, I was like, man, I wish this was already over with, but I guess it all worked out fine. So definitely for me, I'm the type of person who wants to get the hardest thing out of the way. So yeah, it was hard for me leaving far last. And then I got busier at work. I was like, man, I should have taken this first, but, um, (laughs) but it, it worked out and I passed it. And so it's totally fine now.
1: (laughs) That's true. Yeah. If you would have, uh, put that kind of effort that you did into your first one on far, you would have spent quite a bit of time. It sounds like, so yeah, probably did work out for the best (laughs)
0: thought that I was going to fail it for sure. I, I actually might've failed it had I taken it first. So I think it was, it all, it all worked out well for me, but I can definitely see why people would say to take the hardest first. And, you know, uh, especially with that 18 month window, but I was like, I'm going to pass them all. I'm not going to take the 18 months. I'm going to get this done as quick as I can. So it doesn't matter if I fail it once, I'll take it again. So yeah.
1: Yeah. So after your first one, it basically took you right around like six months, like all said and done, right?
0: Right. Yeah. And I did not study for any test while I was waiting for the score of another. So, oh, okay. so I would actually take like two weeks, if it was about two weeks is a, just a break and mm-hmm. actually much needed. And I was glad I did that because I would wait for my score and I'd be like, okay, now I can either relearn what I failed or I can start on the next one. So I feel like that was really good for me. And then before FAR, I would say it almost took like a month before I started studying FAR. Mm. Um, I got my score for B E C probably beginning of November. I so then I right after that I started studying for FAR, did like the first chapter and then it was Thanksgiving. Family came in town, friends came in town that I hadn't seen in um, a couple years. And yeah. so I was like, oh, um, I have one test left. So I'm going to push this test back. I wanted to take it in December, but so I'm going to push it back until January and take it then. And um, then I had a family vacation and Christmas. So I pretty much didn't start studying for far. I think I was on the third chapter January 1st. And I had to take it January 23rd. Oh wow. Schedule. So I kind of was like okay with it if I failed because I was like, you know, I just have to take it this date, but I'm gonna do my best and see if I can pull it out in a little a, a little over a month or under a month. So
1: I mean, yeah, an 81. I mean, that's still that's like a pretty good score, you know, because like right. the scores concentrate around 75s, so like whatever yeah. the
0: Yeah, we every point
1: above 75 is like significantly better. It's not just like a linear thing,
0: right? Yeah, I um, am definitely a perfectionist. So, um, I'm the type of person who's like, Oh, why can this one been higher? And (laughs) but with with this one, with with far, I was like, I'm just very grateful that I passed and I had questions that I knew for the most part, and my multiple choice felt good. I pretty much I would look at my you know score reports after, and I would be the type of person and be like, why did I get average on this one? <laughs> it's yeah. like, like on reg, I really thought that the tax portion was going to be my worst score because I that was definitely harder for me than the, you know, uh, what is it, ethics and law. I was like, oh yeah, I've got that down, and then. I got my score report back and I was like above on all the tax and then average on law and ethics. And I was like, well, man, I was like, I guess it's just opposite of whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely a huge relief when I got my, that last test score. It was the best feeling to be done because it was definitely a long, hard process. I did put a lot of effort into, so Yeah. yeah.
1: Possibly the best feeling ever. I think like your fourth passing scores is just such a relief. It's just the last big, you know, like this whole education hoop thing you have to jump through. Really?
0: Right now. I'm like, now what now? What am I supposed to start doing next? Because, you know, it's yeah. like, well, that was just what I've put in, you know, effort over the past, you know, four years to get. And now it's here and it's like, oh, cool. Now, now what? Now now I get to just go home after work and actually relax. That was the best feeling after my first test. I was like, I don't have to feel guilty about not studying when I'm not Mm -hmm. studying, not feel guilty about not being with my friends and family when I'm, when I am studying. Cause that was definitely something that I struggled with was, it was just like, I felt guilty when I wasn't studying. And I felt guilty when I was studying. Cause I was like, I'm you know, neglecting my friends and family when I'm studying so much. And then I'm neglecting my studying when I'm actually spending time with
2: friends.
0: neither were very enjoyable. It's like, I'd be hanging out with friends. I'm like, Oh man, I've got to think about this and this it's like, okay, I don't need to think about, you know, derivatives while I'm hanging out with my friends. They don't want to hear about that. So
1: (laughs) Yeah. I refer to that phenomenon as like fake fun. Just when I was, as long as I had an exam hanging over my head, I just didn't really enjoy the normal fun stuff. And so it was kind of just like, yeah,
0: Yeah. were you, were you
1: more lax on that? Uh, this, the last two, did you, you know, when you were switched to studying in the mornings, you spent more time in the evenings, just in general, relaxing or doing stuff you wanted to do.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, um, it's still like, like I said, when the test was coming up, it was still hard. I was still thinking about, I'm like, man, I could actually be getting even more prepared for my exam, but it was definitely better than the first two, because, you know, I think a lot of people make out the CPA exam to be this like crazy, impossible thing. And so when I was studying for my first exam, I was like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm, these people are telling me they study 12 hours a day. Like some people study full time. Like they don't have a job (laughs) (laughs)
2: They're
0: from eight to five every day. And I only studied three hours today. So I would be very hard on myself about that. And um, then I soon realized that it was definitely doable, especially making a pretty high score on my first, on my first test. I was like, okay, this is, this is something I'm going to, It gave me a relief. It was like, okay, if I can do this, like Mm -hmm. probably have a little bit more wiggle room to have some fun because all I need is a seventy-five. I don't need a ninety on every single test. So that was really good to know, and you know that that did help me relax occasionally and have some more fun. And I'm not going to say that all I ever did was study because that's not true at all. I definitely. Mm -hmm took some time on the weekends or during the week to hang out with my friends, to hang out with my family. So it wasn't like all I did was study. So, um, I mean, it wasn't fun and it wasn't easy, but I'm a really good planner. So I was like, okay, I've got a birthday party tonight at six 30. So I'm going to get this amount of studying done in the morning, this amount done after work, and then I'm going to relax and have fun. And I would really be disciplined with myself to get that stuff done. So I felt good about hanging out with my friends or doing something that I enjoyed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is how that's the way to do it. What would you say, even if it's stuff we already mentioned, what would your top two or three tips be for people that are figuring out their own study process?
0: Um, The first tip I would say is um, do your research before you start studying. Know like when the testing windows are, know kind of what is included in each exam. So that way you can kind of properly prepare and know yourself and what you think is going to be the best study route for you. So I, that could be looking into different review courses, looking into um, what the AICPA says is on the test, you know, look at, make sure you look at those. Blueprints. blueprints yeah, Yeah. That will be a lot of really helpful information. So I would just recommend doing that before you even start studying. So that way you um, feel more prepared going in. And the second thing I would say is, I would say be fully committed to the process. It's definitely not something you can do half-heartedly. If you give it 100%, I think anybody is capable of passing. It just Mm -hmm. takes a lot of time and effort. And then lastly is be nice to yourself. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to skip studying one day if you're not up to it. Cause being hard on yourself is only going to cause you more stress and keep you from getting things done. So I would definitely say, you know, be kind to yourself and understand that this is a tough process and it's a long process. So not every so you can't be perfect every single day. So yeah. That, that would be my advice for the exam
1: yeah all good tips um so yeah I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this people find these really valuable you know as you uh def- experienced yes yeah yeah and that's the funny thing is like we're the first batch of interviews we did we had never had the podcast and then now like all of you guys had listened to it and so you have like comments on it yeah it's, it's been around a while that you've, all these people we're interviewing now can refer to the podcast and yeah, it just seems to be really helpful to just kind of hear a, a broad group of different experiences, but a lot yeah. of the key things like are the same, you know, like that's one thing I've noticed.
0: Yeah, because sometimes I would listen to your podcast and I would hear what one person said and be like, "No, okay, that wouldn't really work for me." But then I would hear something somebody else would say and I'm like, "Oh, okay, now that would definitely work for me." And so it's cool to see other people, you know, going through the same thing and how and what they did to overcome it. And so I found it really um, inspiring and uh, it would give me a little bit of extra motivation. I was. And kind of the, the long parts of studying are like, Oh, I don't think I can study anymore. So it'd give me a little extra push. Okay. I can get two hours done tomorrow morning. I got this. So
1: yeah. that that's funny. Cause that's what the last, uh, three interviews have said exactly is wow. on a time when they didn't feel like studying, they would listen to an episode and then just be like fully back, you know, hundred percent motivated again. So I never thought of it that way when we started the podcast, but I mean, it it makes sense. It's just hearing other experiences that like, okay, I'm just psyching myself out. Like I can do this type thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can hear other people struggling the same way you did. I mean, it can definitely feel like a a lonely experience. Not very many people take the CPA exam and pass them like none of my family or friends are accountants. And so nobody, they don't
2: understand
0: going through and so it it helps hear other people with the same experience and know that it was tough for them too but they got through it and you know most people are like oh you know you'll you'll pass don't worry and i'm like okay like literally 45 percent of people pass this exam (laughs) right? not just random people off the streets these are people with masters in accounting so
1: yeah exactly right it's it's, they're not dummies though
0: yeah it's definitely good to hear other people saying like I struggled too, but I got through it. So I definitely found it super helpful.
1: Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So again, thanks for taking the time. I'm glad our study tools, strategies, podcasts could help a little bit al- along the way. And yeah, congratulations on being done.
0: Ah, thank you. <laughs> Referring to it. Cause I told them, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be on a podcast. They're like, oh, you're gonna be on the nerd podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes i am okay
1: <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's uh it's pretty niche the cpa study process but yeah
0: yeah all my friends i've graduated with like none of them have passed an exam yet and so oh, i'm trying really?
1: to
0: find my materials together and scan them so i can set it to them and i keep telling them like look at super fast cpa like that helps me get through it so much faster so i'm definitely recommending you to a lot of people
1: Yeah. I'm glad it helped. It's, uh, and especially when, you know, I email somebody and then the next thing I hear is like, like I passed, you know, it's yeah, it is rewarding to just help people through the process. So yeah, I'm glad it could help. All right. So that was the interview with Paige. I'm sure you found that very helpful. And if you did, I would just ask two things that you share this podcast with somebody else who you know is also working on their CPA exams, I maintain that these interviews, especially once you listen to at least five to 10, the the key elements that all these people mention, even though they do them in different ways, they start to become clear and it just makes it easy to translate that into your own study process. So these are the most helpful thing anywhere available online for free for perfecting your own study process. So share this with someone you know that's also studying. And then if you have time, we would really appreciate it if you found the podcast in the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to it and leave a rating and a review. So thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.